Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me is my very, very talented friend who solemnly swears only to craft the most divine cocktails, Mixtress DC Gina. I do. <laughs> Hi, Louise. As a bartender, did you have like, uh, did you have to take the oath or a oath? I mean, <laughs> if doing shots of Grand Marnier to haze me in was doing an oath, I guess that's what I did. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like it hurt. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's the times. You're back in the day, do, yeah. Right? yeah. Much younger liver back then. It was. It was. I could do a lot more things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I still do this. I still pretend that I'm that young, so whatever. So. So. In honor of Women's Month, um, our entire March lineup of guests are extraordinary women who have extraordinary stories to share. So... I want to kick this one off um, with a quote from a woman I personally admire um, and find her incredibly inspiring, and that's Sonia Sotomayor. And if you don't mind, I'd like to share a quote. Mm -hmm. There are uses to adversity, and they don't reveal themselves until tested, whether it's serious illness, financial hardship, or the simple constraints of parents who speak limited English. Difficulty can tap unexpected strengths. Mm. Kind of crazy, huh? Those are great words. Those are great words. So um, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, just in case you don't know, <laughs> that's who she is. Um, she herself is a testament to those words. She was raised in a single parent home in the Bronx. <laughs> you might understand a little bit. Um, and she went on to graduate uh, summa cum laude at uh, Princeton. Imagine that. Um, she went to Yale Law School, as if that's not enough. Um, she was uh, first became a U.S. District Court judge, and then, of course, she is the first Latina Supreme Court justice in all of U.S. history. Um, and since then, she's been uh, working tirelessly um, to support women and minorities throughout through the criminal justice system and working on reform. So, uh, how can we not be inspired by her? It's very. It's. It's. So much, so much effort goes into that. You know what I mean? Like that's amazing. And she wears it so well. Mm. She makes it look easy, but mm. I can only imagine. Um, that's the grace of a woman. True. Very it true. is. Very it, true. It's what's different, right? A man will, you know, oh, I did this, and the woman's like, gracefully just enters the room. Many, yeah, mm. great women. Yes, mm. absolutely. It's very different. Yep. Sorry. So, speaking of extraordinary women with remarkable stories, that should be shared brings me to today's designated drinker, another woman who I am sure smiles in the face of adversity. She's the chief off marketing officer, I'm sorry, she's the chief marketing officer of Selva Ray Rum, Brielle Casaro. Yay, did I do it right? Caruso. Caruso, oh my God, I Caruso. was so worried that I was gonna get- <laughs> Let me, let me give you a little New York. Wrong. It is Brielle Caruso. Okay, so, there we go. I was so nervous about getting the rum right. I got the name wrong. Ugh. Oh, to be a simple being like Louise. Good Lord. Welcome to the show, nonetheless. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. Louise, what a beautiful introduction. What a beautiful and inspiring quote. And girl, you got the New York background. My father was uh, born and raised um, in Chinatown, Little Italy cusp. Really? Love. Oh, well, yeah. I'm from Long Island. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. that's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. We're East Coast gals. Yeah, yeah, Gina's got her roots strong yeah. in New York. Yeah, I was there last weekend with my family. Amazing. amazing. You know, what are you going to do? Anyway, anyway, welcome, welcome. I'm excited to hear your story. I'm so happy to be here. 
Great. Let's just start at the very top and just get this out of the way. What does the CMO do for Bruno Mars's rum company? You know, it's funny. So many people ask that question and they want to hear some big glamorous answer like, I'm with Bruno all the time. I'm his best friend now. Um, you'll see me on his social. So not the case. Um, the truth is it's, it's building a brand in its simplest form. It's figuring out where there's a need in the markets, and there's certainly a need for a premium rum. We have that. There's a need for beautiful packaging because people desire something that looks beautiful to look at, especially when it comes to wine and spirits these days. We have that. A good price point. We have that. And then, of course, a really solid marketing campaign to make sure that Bruno fans, rum connoisseurs, spirit fans in general know and are aware of our brands and definitely want to try it. Um, I think that's part one of it. The other part is building a team. Um, and the truth of the matter is that's the most important piece of this for me, because if you don't have the right people and if you don't have a strong team building your brand, your brand isn't going to move anywhere. The brand is great on its own, but it's the team that gets it out there. It's the team that sells it. It's the team that, that markets it. So um, my team lovingly calls me the mama bear. Um, I am a mother on the side, but I, I really appreciate that because it makes me feel that they feel safe, that, that I provide a yeah. sense of security for them to dream big, to try, to make mistakes, because my God, we all make mistakes every day. I make them every single day. I'm sure I'll make one on this podcast and I'll say something silly, but I are, I, check, there you go. Check. I've done that. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and it makes you human. And I think it's important yep. for your team and the people around you to know that vulnerability is important. Vulnerability is a strength. It means you're trying. It means you're opening yourself up. I also think that it's really important for people to see brands vulnerable in a way too. No brand is perfect. Um, every brand is trying something new. Give them a chance. And I really hope that the people listening will give Silvery a chance. Well, it's to your point, it is beautiful packaging. I was telling that to Gina. What we were talking about before we even started, I was like, it's really pretty bottles. Um, and it is. It's not, it's, you'd easily be able to see that like on the shelf. Can I actually share a very quick story, funny story? Tell the story. Go. Um, the bottle was actually, the original bottle did not look like that. It was rather hideous. And <laughs> the owners, that new Bruno, you know, Bruno loved the liquid, of course, but he was like, this bottle looks like shit. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> and our owners, bless our owners, were just like, then you know what? We're going to give you carte blanche, create the bottle that you imagine this rum to be in. And he did. And look, it's beautiful. It is. And it really does personify Bruno's style. It's very, I, I, well, here's what I like about it. So my whole thing of being a bartender all these years is how easy is it to open? Mm -hmm. Because like I get so many bottles and you're like fumbling to open it, like especially if you have to open a second bottle, the mid shift or you know, third or whatever it is. And you're like, come on. But I loved it because I just did this on camera to shoot to do the video yeah. to make this. And I was just like, and I did it on camera because I want everybody to always see like, is it easy to open? You know, whatever. Came right off. And then nice cork top, yes. super easy. I was for me, like, that's everything. And it fits in the rail. Mm -hmm. I know. And <laughs> so, crazy that brands don't think about that. But fit it in the rail and make it easy for you to hold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fitting in the rail. For me, fitting in the rail is like 
Not, so I'm a girl, so sometimes the bottles are just, you know, too big for, too big hands. for hands. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's nice. It's got like a nice slender neck, and I, I feel like, and I'm happy now that people like do think about that, you know, in packaging. But this is really great. But um, so I want to say my favorite thing about the bottle, <laughs> and I and I need to know, <laughs> made in the jungle. Come on, what are we talking about? Here? <laughs> What are we talking about here? Yeah, well, I love it. If you've got a little time, so that story, um, it's interesting because we focused a lot on the Bruno piece as we launched the brand. But the mm-hmm. the real backstory is that there were three brothers that really found um, a love for rum in South America, and during their search, they realized, oh my God, there's tons of amazing rums down here. When you go back home to the United States, we really don't have that, and the category hasn't been developed enough. So they went on a mission to create the world's best rum. Lots of research involved, but eventually they found their way to a gentleman named um, Don Pancho in Panama. His backstory is that he grew up in Cuba and he was the minister of rum under Castro. So this oh. gentleman truly knew how to make rum in the Cuban way. Um, yeah. You know, long story short, he wound up getting out of Cuba and he landed in the jungle because he fell in love with a Panamanian woman. And he created a distillery there, and that Made in the Jungle is an homage to him. He carved out the jungle to create that distillery, and Selva Ray means king of the jungle. Again, another like oh. little hidden homage to this gentleman that is an See? amazing distiller and the, the true power creator. of women. Yeah. It's the power yeah. of women, man. That woman had him distilling rum in the jungle. <laughs> you obviously, you obviously couldn't say it. Were you trying to keep it PC? I was trying to be nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, we followed love, love for rum, and love yeah, for woman. Go. The combination That's became right. Salvaray. So, what I did you it. pour in this little glass? So I poured the coconut first. Is that okay? I I wanted to try it. Absolutely. Straight. Yeah. It's um. I mean, it's very smooth and delicious. It is delicious. Yeah. It doesn't need. I mean. No. No, it's like vacation. It is. Yeah, it is. It's straight up like a vacation. But you know what? It, 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 we say that, and, and there, I just want to make sure people understand this does not taste like chemical. Like some of the Mm-mm. flavored things, this is a beautiful, no, it's a nice rum. Nice rum that has will a you lovely really, flavor to it. So I had a question, and I'm, and I'm not sure about the answer, but will you release a straight white rum? Or, you, or is that a plan or no? We have it. We do. I, we I, we didn't a, get it. I didn't. I am sorry. Oh, I did no. not get that. No, no. I'm so yeah. sorry. Um, we'll have to get that to you as a follow up. But our classic white rum is phenomenal. And as a bartender, I'm sure you are very familiar with classic daiquiris. It blows any love, other yeah. classic daiquiri away. And then a twist on that is make it with a coconut. Make it with the coconut and yeah. try it that way, which is also phenomenal. And then I believe you also have the chocolate expression. And yep. then we have yep. our aged owner's reserve, which is absolutely make brilliant. it Make it with the coconut. That sounds like a Bruno Mars song. Like, that could be a Bruno Mars song. Um, <laughs> make it with the coconut. With the coconut. <laughs> where is... Yeah, tell them to do that. Be like, and everyone will buy it. Um, no, I have a question. Where do you get the eight... So I have definitely not seen the um, owner's reserve anywhere. Where, where is that available? So that is allocated. Um, it's limited availability. It is available on Reserve Bar. Um, a lot of times it is sold out, which I'm thrilled to see that consumers, as soon as it, it gets on there, it gets sold out. Um, that's great. Yes. Oh, that's a And you'll color. see it a lot in um, gifting opportunities, influencer opportunities. So we really try and premiumize that because that's our flagship. 
Oh. Which one are you I trying mean, now? Ah, uh, the chocolate. Oh, <laughs> the smell alone. The, the smell alone convinces the nose. you. The nose. That's when it's like the smell. I haven't even tasted. You it. can just so like good. dump this in like every iced coffee in the planet and be yes. like delish. You can and just dump it plan. in my face. Coffees <laughs> in the winter, hot chocolates, um, which is outstanding. Ooh, frozen. Coquitos. What are we talking about? So good. Real. It's so good. Real. Dump this in a frozen machine. Vegas. A little bit of like oat milk and coffee, like a good strong broke brewed mm. coffee, and freeze it. Poolside. That would be done. Delicious. And then and then I'm enjoy it with like a shot of this on top. <laughs> I love Which that. Everyone, I'll enjoy what you're saying is the pineapple. We're I mean, I'm done. It. I'm in. I'm so. We're gonna we're it's, gonna talk all about you, but this it's is really breakfast. Good. It's like breakfast in a glass you if know, you think about it in that way. And then it's totally fine to be drinking it at night. Yeah, like, it's our hidden gem. It's our hidden gems. Yeah. Everybody yeah. that tries I, uh, it loves it. Yeah. We, uh, I own a, um, a bagel store, bagel stores, and we do cocktails and bagels. And oh, that's brilliant. So we, do bre- we, we, we specialize in breakfast drinks. Yeah. So, like, for me, I'm always thinking, could you drink this at 7 o'clock in the morning? Oh, you could? Great. You know? I mean, I save all the good expressions for, like, late night sipping. I have a late night bar, too, called Last Call, but... No, you could totally put this in a breakfast drink. I and I and I feel like that might. Sh- who distributes you in Washington D.C. for all of I, our listeners that are local? I will have to double check on that. We just changed distribution. I can get back to you oh. guys on that after this. But okay, that's fine. Yeah. But we are there. So, all right. Do you want to just go jump into the drink? Let's jump into the drink so that we then get into the real this other story. I, want to I get should into. not be shooting straight wrong, by the way. Right? Yeah. Away. I was. I was going to be like. <laughs> Honest. It's 12 o'clock somewhere. I mean. Yeah, exactly. It? Somewhere. Wait, did you say it's 2 o'clock somewhere? It's 12 o'clock somewhere, ladies. We're fine. Oh, I think you said it's 2 o'clock. I'm like, that's perfect. I'm going to adopt that. <laughs> Fuck 5 o'clock. Like, All right. Yeah, it's 2 so, o'clock. Are we ready to make a cocktail then? I am ready. All okay. Right. Walk her through it, Gina. So this cocktail is, um, you know, I we got a little bit of notes, you know, on what Brielle likes and everything. And, and um, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know if everybody knows this, but pineapples right now, if you go to the store, why are pineapples so cheap? Everyone's like, pineapples so cheap, because it's pineapple season in South America, and they're coming to the U.S., and they're really good. So if you're, you know, you know, you see them in the store, pick up a pineapple, you know, and let it get nice and ripe. So what you're going to use for this is a quarter cup of pineapple, and you're going to pour it into whatever tumbler, glass, something between 12 and 16-ounce size glass is great. Um, something you can muddle in. Please don't put this in a wine glass and then muddle it. Yeah. You will break your wine glass and wind up in the emergency room, and we do not have insurance for that. No. So here we go. So you're going to put a quarter cup of um, fresh chopped pineapple, clean it up, make sure there's no core in there, and you're going to muddle that. You're going to add a little bit of a quarter ounce of, and I mean this, a quarter ounce of mint simple syrup. Now, I recently found a new way to make mint simple syrup, which in the winter, which is such a cheat, but so great. Um, you make regular simple syrup, and then you buy tea, like the tea, the mint tea. Yeah. So once it's cold, you take one tea bag for every eight ounces, and you steep the tea bag in the cold simple syrup. Oh. And it makes it, like, so delicious. It's crazy. That's oh. so easy, too. Yeah, and then you're not boiling the mint leaves. You know, and mm-hmm. it means very expensive, as we all know, in the winter, right? So, anyway, so you're going to take a quarter ounce of the um, the mint syrup, and then you're going to muddle that in the bottom of your glass. Then you're going to fill um, with ice, and then you're going to add two ounces of the Selvaray, uh, Selvaray uh, coconut. 
Um, if you want to take the coconut level down a little bit, you can mix the two expressions of the white rum and the coconut, but you want to have two ounces in the glass. And then you're going to add a little bit more of the crushed ice to the top, and you're going to top with your favorite champagne. Um, I'm going to be honest, champagne is what you want to use. You want something nice and fruit and dry because you're looking for the pineapple and the apple-y flavors of the champagne to combine. Um, and that's it. It's a very simple drink, but very delicious. And, um, and so as, sorry, sound. I just popped the champagne. And as we've been, <laughs> and as we've been sipping these, um, I'm thinking like these would be super great uh, frozen with a champagne floater. So there's always a way to like take the base, throw it in a blender, blend it up with ice, and then take the champagne and make a floater out of it. Oh, oh nice glass, Brielle. Beautiful glass. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my God. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. And this is so good. Um, obviously, celery is my favorite. I love coconut. But champagne, oh, you mix them together. This is heaven in a glass, vacation in a glass. Oh, yeah. And my birthday is this month. So this is going to be my cocktail. My Yay. birthday cocktail. Cheers to the happy Thank birthday. You, Gina. Early, Yay. early. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh. So good. So um, you shared a little, a little something with me that I was so happy you did. Um, and so I can only imagine this birthday being pretty special for you. Um, will you tell us what you just recently found out or what's happening in your personal life? Absolutely. Um, and thank you for asking about it. I was adopted when I was nine months old from Seoul, South Korea. And I spent most of my life, I had known about it all my life because my parents are Italian I am Korean. Obviously, I didn't look like them. Yeah. <laughs> it was no, no secret. Um, and then seven years ago, I actually journeyed to Korea with my husband because I wanted to open up the records uh, through Holt Adoption Agency. That's who facilitated the adoption. Um, I had very limited information at the time. And you are allowed to open the information once you're 21. I'm not going to date myself, but I knew that if I found anything, I'd want to move very quickly on it. And I had the time and the resources to be able to do it. I wound up meeting the daughter of the Holtz who started Holtz Agency, Molly, and I met the doctor that took care of me when I was considered an orphan and up for adoption, which was amazing. They continued a lot of the search for my family, but at that time, I didn't know anything um, beyond you know just meeting them. Fast forward to last year, last August, I get a call from the social worker that was on my case, and they found my birth mother my birth brother, my birth sister, um, and I have family in Virginia and Texas. Oh, um, wow. Aunts and cousins. Wow. So um, the journey to return is going to happen in September of this year, where I'll actually be able to meet my birth family for the first time, which wow. is terribly exciting. Um, I'm nervous. I need to learn Korean fast. <laughs> but I feel really, really blessed because... This is a big part of my life. Um, yeah. It's a big chapter that's been empty for a while. And I know how fortunate I am. Um, and I have to really thank Holt for being able to help facilitate this. Um, there is a group called the ALC, the Adoptee Leadership Council, that's just formed. That's also helped help me navigate through this. And they help adoptees, you know, in, in any way as a support, as a resource system. Um, and it's just been an amazing journey so far. And I can't wait to kind of really jump into that chapter in a couple months. That is so, exciting. So yes, that's the quick summary. <laughs> that's amazing. 
That's amazing. And it's wonderful to hear that you've you found support within this. I would imagine it's a, um, it's got to be a daunting task. I mean, I can yes. only imagine it must be exciting and scary and exhilarating and exhausting all at the same time. And no story is perfect, right? Um, there's a lot of sadness in, in the, the history that I do know of my birth family. My, um, I actually have three siblings. One died. He was in a car accident mm. um, trying to see my mother at a certain point and a taxi hit him. Like there's, there's such tragedy there too. Um, but I realized I'm like, that's kind of life, right? No, yeah. you don't go through life without sadness yeah. or tragedy. You also have a ton of happiness. It's every family. And I just feel very lucky that I have two. Yeah. You know, I have one that I love so much here and they'll always be my mom and dad. There's no doubt about that because yeah. they raised me. You know, they, if it wasn't, I'm going to get a little emotional. Um, if it wasn't for them taking the leap of faith and, and wanting a child yeah. from across the world, I wouldn't even be in this position. Obviously, they helped give me resources and help groom me to be what I am. And I will always credit them for that. And they gave me the values that I have to hopefully make me and continue to allow me to be a good leader. That's amazing. Now I'm crying. I know, it's so <laughs> nice. And <laughs> so beautiful. Uh, oh, see. But thank you for letting me share that. No, I mean, I, there, it's... Um, so uplifting and, and like you said it's it's there's it a, a lot of tears of uh, it's a mixture of um, all the emotions it's it's but it, thank you that's that's incredible I think that's what the difference is right sometimes when you say like you know we have a powerful strong woman on yes you are the chief marketing officer for the rum company and you do all that but then like you have this whole like strength in yourself it's amazing like people need to hear that people need to like yeah, maybe there's gonna be somebody else who's listening to this show and they never thought about like, you know, me, me, you know, reaching out to their um, birth parents or even trying or, you know, or just kind of like let that chapter just be closed in their life, you know? Maybe this is gonna be good, you know? Well, and the other thing it's is- inspiring. It it's inspiring, it's inspiring. And even to hear that too, as somebody who doesn't have that, I, I don't have that in my life, but to hear that and maybe if, if I understand a little more. Which, yeah. And you can share that. Like, your, your, your sharing that story has such a great ripple effect um, that you can't even imagine. Like, if it, it's, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. No, I truly hope so. And, you know, my personal and professional mission actually is supporting women, lifting each other up, sharing those stories that might be uncomfortable, and, and pushing people to take that leap. Yeah. Because that's what I did. I took a leap. I didn't know what it would get me, but it was worth trying. And I think a lot of times women hold back. And it's not just trying to find adoptee, your adoptive parents. It's doing anything in life and just taking that risk. Do it. You're worth doing it for yeah. and trying and seeking. And for any women, on a personal note, if you are an adoptee and you're looking or you're interested in having a conversation please, you know, look me up on LinkedIn, Instagram, just I'm happy to have that conversation with you and talk you through it because without help and support from other people, I wouldn't have gotten here. No way, no way in hell did I get here by myself. Yeah. I had a community and the majority of them were women. Yeah. Right now I have the two of you 
You are my community today. And I'm so proud to be a part of this show. I'm so proud that you have this show and that you're honoring women this month, but you are giving a platform for that. So thank you for doing that. But women lift each other up. We're really good at that. Yep. So pay it forward and help everybody else out or help other women that you know that may need it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. That's really true. Absolutely. So we didn't do our housekeeping. Where are they going to go to get the recipe? Uh, you're going to a designated drinker dot show. Where? Sorry, I'm a little There's slurring. a reason. There's a reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you're going to a designated drinker dot show. I might not finish all the shots. <laughs> so um, tastings. Yes, all the tastings. Shots, tastings. And I don't know. The reason I would insert that there is because we'll make sure that um, our listeners also can find the links to your to. Um, to your uh, social media links very easily. So there's no no uh, miss on that. They can easily get it theirs because we would want we want to help facilitate and definitely not be a roadblock. Yeah. Any way we can help no, that. That's, that's amazing. We're honored to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. And if you ladies actually at our websites, um, we have a store tracker. So okay. you can literally put in your zip code and you can find the store nearest to you that carries Salvare, which is great. And you can order it from the website too. Because my friends need to know they can't come to my house and drink what she sent me. <laughs> I'm not sharing. <laughs> right. I, I'll support my, my women friends with everything but my rum that you sent me. <laughs> no problem. No problem. There's things that we can hold back. <laughs> Jerk like that, you know? Yeah. So China. you also were, you, you told me there's a little something happening, uh, and it actually explained something that I didn't understand, um, a little something that's happened in Vegas. Oh, yes. So right now, um, the Bruno Mars Anderson Pack duo Silk Sonic, they have a residency. Um, it started in February. It's going through March. Um, I think there's two shows in April, and then it completes itself through May. So Salvare will definitely be an active participant, um, activating around the show, within the show, um, at the after party. So it's really exciting. Um, it's just a great time to be on this brand. It's a great time to, to just be a part of a spirit that is attached to such an amazing cultural force like yeah. Bruno Mars. Do you oh, get to go to the shows? We do. We do. Yes. But we have to work them. So again, the non-glamorous <laughs> moments of everybody thinks, are you guys hanging out and like sipping Ray with Bruno? No. <laughs> we are making sure the menus look good. The bars look good. The bottle service is ready. The staff is trained. All of the behind the scenes. That is so, so important. So at that end moment, if you get to do that toast, everything is perfectly lined up. That's amazing. So if you need two more hardworking chicks that need a podcast <laughs> at those after-hour yeah. parties, you can tell Bruno I'm uh, Kaima Aina. I have the uh, Aloha, the Ohana. We can do it. <laughs> Wait, so I have a, I have a question. Amazing. We're not there I'm yet. ridiculous. I do. I am ridiculous. So, you I know, know. I, I have to say this. People are going to listen to this and they're, you know, spirit industry and stuff like that. You know, you, you didn't just start, you know, get this position like, you know, what What pushed you to, like, want to be totally in the liquor business? Because this is not a business for everybody. It is not. And the truth is, I was working in healthcare PR when I got out of school. And colorectal um, <laughs> drug focus groups was just not my thing. Not at all. Um, and then I had to come to Jesus with myself where I was like, Brielle, like, you're the type that you need to love what you do because you're going to spend more hours working than anything yeah. else in your life. So what do you like? And the epiphany was you like eating and drinking. (laughs) (laughs) 
But it was truth. It was truth for myself. So what could I find in the realm of that? Because I enjoy socializing, meeting people, entertaining. And I wound up getting a role at a company called The O Group as the agency of record for Hennessy Cognac. Mm. Within eight months, I got poached by Moet Hennessy. And they are the wine and spirits division of LVMH. And I wound up working more in a sales function, merchandising. But I'm glad I started there because I feel like you need to have a sales and marketing background to truly understand the role of a chief marketing officer because the two truly work hand in hand. I worked up the ranks. I wound up working globally on Belvedere Vodka. I jumped over to a smaller company. I worked with Randy Gerber on Caliche Rum and then Casamigos Tequila. I did a little consulting for a while. Yes. And then I boomeranged back to Moet Hennessy. And I handled all of the experiential for the Hennessy brand before coming to Selvaray. So there was no straight path. And if anybody thinks there is a straight path in life, they're crazy. There's going to be a lot of detours. Again, take the risks. I was not groomed. And for any woman listening on this call, I was not groomed for this role. I do not have an MBA. I did not pass Algebra 2 in college. (laughs) Um, And I struggled with those things. But what I could do was I could connect with people. I have a really beautiful community of friends and family and network. Um, I, I really value my reputation. And that's another thing, especially as a woman, really, really value your reputation. Keep your word, build on that. Um, because it takes you years to build it Mm -hmm. and years for you to get that credibility. And literally two seconds, it could be lost. And especially in wine and spirits. So protect it and be around people that will also protect it. Mm. But that is essentially the story. And um, yeah, just do what you wanna do. Don't let anybody else tell you you can't do it. Oh, really quick, sorry, I gotta share this story because I think this would resonate with women too. Yep. I used to do commercials when I was a kid. Ah. Obviously, I'm an Asian woman, or I was an Asian child too. (laughs) But it would ever change. It would be kind of weird if you weren't, but you know, hey. (laughs) Yes, yeah, who knows? But I remember I was going for the Life Cereal um, box to be the model. Yeah. And the producer said to my mother, and I was like six years old at the time, your daughter would be so famous if she had blonde hair and blue eyes. And that hurt like hell. Yep. At the time. Of course. An Asian little girl wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have gotten the brand the sales it probably needed. Maybe. I don't know. But that really motivated me. And I remember thinking, I'm going to show you, Mr. Producer, like, I've got what it takes. (laughs) I didn't do it in commercials or TV, but I did it here. And sometimes I think you need those moments where somebody shuts you down. Yep. Use it. Use it to your advantage. Yep. Use it to fuel a passion. Use it to fuel that fire that's inside of each and every one of us to be the best version of ourselves. Yep. Mm. All you can do is when you get that is prove them wrong. Exactly. Prove them wrong. Give exactly. them the big old middle finger by proving them wrong. And, yep. and it's because I always think that what doesn't kill you can make it make you stronger if you let it. Um, yes. And that's just that adversity um, and just yeah. facing it and using yeah. it. Yeah. Using that little bit of grit. But don't lose, to your point, don't lose your grace. There's something about exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> There's something about it. People will always remember that. They'll remember exactly how you are handling yourself more than they're going to remember what you did. You know, yeah. it's, it's elegance under pressure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree Every with day that. for women, it's elegance under pressure. Mm. So what's coming for the brand this spring and summer? What can people expect? Is this a big time for you guys? 
I'm assuming it is. It definitely is. Worm just feels like a time. I like it's it's beachy. It makes me go back to the beach in my head. Yeah. So what's happening? Although I like so our fashion. slogan is tropical luxury wherever you are. And we want to change the narrative of rum just being a seasonal brand, meaning the summer, because rum and summer, it's synonymous, right? Um, But we want to make sure that we have a beautiful portfolio. You can drink us all year. The chocolate, right? That can certainly work in the colder weather if you want to switch gears. Owner's Reserve, um, the same. You could drink the chocolate, um, you know, as we were saying, in a frozen drink in the summer. Yeah. There's so much um, variety but I do think as we move into the summer months, the focus really is on our flagship um, white rum, which is outstanding. And I'll have to get you guys a bottle after because it's just such a classic, clean, beautifully Cuban style rum that is delicious. But then, of course, the coconut is the darling of the summer. Yeah. You can't avoid coconut rum in the summer. And I've got to say, I think ours is the best. And the fact that we don't add any artificial flavoring, we are uh, non-GMO, we are vegan, you know, I'm really proud that we have all of those things to back the liquid in that bottle. So you're going to see a lot of activity. Um, and the good news is, God willing, COVID dies down, which yeah. it seems like it is. Not good. In real life, activations will be able to happen again. You know, you're seeing that now at the residency. But I really want to bring pop-ups, pina colada pop-ups to life. I oh, want yeah. to do those things I'm in, I'm so people that. can truly experience the brand. Yep. Uh, and we have some amazing partnerships coming up that you'll you'll be seeing with ooh. some big um, national chains. Woo-hoo. I love pina colada pop-up. Let's just do that. <laughs> and when you can't say yes. pina colada pop-up, you can't have any more. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. 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 Pop, 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 pop. yeah, that's when you say, I love it. it's time for water. <laughs> that's really funny. I love a pina colada pop-up. That's like, a, that's a, I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, well, it's time. I have one it's last time. question. This is how we know if you listen to our podcast or not because you'll be ready for the answer. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. All right, don't worry. We go easy on you. So in this day and age, everybody identifies themselves with a spirit animal or a spirited creature that they, um, you know, so you might identify yourself with um, the toucan, which is on your bottle because, you know, it's a majestic bird in the jungle and flies high above the canopy, right? And mother to all, right? If you can identify yourself with one spirit ingredient that's used in either food or alcohol or cocktails, what would it be and why? Me personally? Yes, like one ingredient that defines you. Ooh. I would say jalapenos. Ooh. Mm. And I would say jalapenos because they're spicy. Um, (laughs) But there's different levels of that flavor, right? You can cut it down. You could spice it up. So there's flexibility there. But it also is just, it really can make a dish. Mm. It can really make a dish stand out. Um, And and frankly, it's just delicious. (laughs) You kind of caught me on the spot there. But like, I don't mind being delicious. And I don't mind... (laughs) Spicing things up a little bit <laughs> and changing the narrative of what things are supposed to be. Perfect. 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 That's right. I love that answer. Cheers to that. Well, cheers. Cheers, ladies. Thank you, Brielle, for oh, coming. Yes, thank with you. This drink. Yes. Thank you. Thank Happy you for this Women's creation. Month. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being so remarkable, sharing your story. You're beautiful, inside right. it out. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. 
also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts, is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.